Hey everyone, welcome to the Darkcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. The Darkcast is usually a bi-weekly discussion about video games and the culture that surrounds them. The show is divided up into multiple conversations between myself and the various writers here on Darkstation.com. This episode is a super Borderlands discussion, though. There's only one section, and we do talk about other games in the looter-shooter genre, such as Anthem, Tom Clancy's The Division, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and Destiny 2, which is uh, now free-to-play and is on Steam and all kinds of crazy stuff. But uh, the main drive for this one is Borderlands 3. So I got to sit down with Brian Tyler, who is writing the Dark Station review for Borderlands 3, and talk about kind of how it sits compared to the previous Borderlands games, as well as all the other games in this genre. You can find more info about the show below in the description on YouTube or in the show notes for this episode, which you can find on DarkStation.com. There you can also find the Darkcast Interviews podcast, as well as other video game reviews, previews, and features. Be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at DarkStation underscore com, find us on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, and email us at podcast at DarkStation.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now on with the show. Welcome back to the Darkcast, everybody. It has been a minute. Uh, summer was crazy. I worked a lot, and I was like, you know what? I guess we're just going to take the summer off. And then now it's it's freaking October, uh, so that went a little longer than I anticipated. But you know what? <laughs> we got a great topic to come back to and a great person to come back to. Joining me today is Mr. Brian Tyler. How are you, Brian? I'm back. Yeah, the, so everybody did. Summer, summer was just off. There was, you yeah. know, it, it's we we did what the uh, the video game companies do when they just took their summer off too. So yeah. we came back when there's video games back and there's video games. Yep. Although next year, 2020, I would like to, and I'm saying this out loud, so I would say that means I have to do it, but not really. <laughs> um, That's not think, how the internet works anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think with the summer, I'd kind of like to treat it as you know backlog. Oh yeah, time, totally. And just talk to people about what they're playing on their backlog. Um, I think that would be kind of cool, uh, easy, you know, no, uh, no stress. Just, uh, talk about the, the fun things you're playing, but anyway, you're playing something pretty fun right now. And, uh, Borderlands three just came out. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, but also the new expansion for destiny is about to come out and we've had a whole bunch of looter shooters which i hate that name that is like a terrible name for a genre of things uh, i want to um, say that that's uh the alex navarro of giant bomb tried to get schluter started and that's even worse yeah that's <laughs> so that's, that's not good that's not good i want to um, say it was dubbed like year of the schluter and i was like i don't know if i can ride this ride this uh-uh. bus uh-uh the, the the looty shooty i mean like i don't know i guess because it rhymes like it, it's caught on 
But um, mm. yeah, it's, I mean, it's it weird because it accurately like, describes it what does. it is. It does. It does. It's better than some other genres, like calling something action adventure. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> uh, like most games. They're all are some sort of action adventure thing, unless they're sports. Yeah, that doesn't describe a whole lot. It's weird. Video games are weird. But uh, but yeah, we've had a ton this year. We had uh, <clears throat> Anthem um, come out. Uh, that was still this year. The I division still can't that came out this year, right? Uh, which apparently Bioware has announced that they're like not doing their roadmap thing. Yep. Uh, they came out with, like, one of the phases of, like, five, and now it's just like, nope, we're done. Yeah, we're doing... Well, yeah, well, uh, they haven't specifically said that they're done, that they're never going to do anything on the roadmap, but the, right. that roadmap timeline is completely out the door, and I doubt that we see anything, mo- anything more substantial for a while than just regular, like, bat- like balance updates. They, they're probably paring that team down, way down. Yeah, which is unfortunate. It is. Um, it is. It's man. That that's a whole other conversation talking about like where Bioware is now versus where they were. But uh let's let's not go down that Damn. rabbit hole. <laughs> uh and it so otherwise we've also had um Tom Clancy's The Division Two come out this year. Uh we're having so you might not think it's a looter shooter, but it totally is. Um the new Ghost Recon uh I wanna call it point break. But that's a different thing. I think it's a breakpoint. Breakpoint. Um, yes. That. So I I played the beta of that, uh-huh. and I, you know, Wildlands has some issues, uh, but it can be fun. And one of the things that I appreciate is that, you know, when you get like an M4, there's only one M4. You don't get like an M4 level two or anything. <laughs> And Ghost Recon Wildlands 2, colon, the Borderlands, um, the, the like, two hours that I played of that game, I think I got, like, five and fours. Most of them were exactly the same, except one granted 20 addition, 20% experience uh, boost on kills. Wow. It's like, which is, like, a huge boost. I'm like, do you guys not know how to balance this stuff? This is not <laughs> something I should be getting right now. Um, but like, it's so weird. Like it's, it's one thing when, I don't know, Borderlands or even like the division, like it, you go into it and it, yeah, you know, what I, I don't you're know after. why, you know what you're yeah. going to expect. Exactly. Yeah. But when you turn something that's never been that into that, like it just feels real weird. Yeah. And also that's just really not my cup of tea. So I bounced really hard on on breakpoint. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that, that's that goes to I think just the whole ubisofting of all of those types of games where they're just trying to bring it all into the almost the same thing. Yeah. So uh, I mean that you know what's it called a uh, Assassin's Creed has already been turned into uh, to something looty with the last two with mm-hmm. uh, Origins and Odyssey. Where you're you're, right. you're still collecting gear and everything's got the the you know the the purple and the blue colors and that kind of thing, and now to hear that it's moved on to you know like I guess the only thing that hasn't been touched by that like what uh, what's left um, Rainbow uh, Rainbow Six Rayman that, yeah that doesn't have Rayman uh, <laughs> um, a Splinter Cell except that we haven't had one in like that's, 7 and years now. And I think now. that's the only reason it hasn't been touched. I mean, yeah. can you imagine, you know, Sam Fisher scooting his way through uh 
like you know like a darkened recess and going, oh, I found a green gun. <laughs> I mean, sadly, yeah. Uh, with with the state of Ubisoft games, I can imagine that. I I wouldn't want to play that, but I can totally picture it. Um, but it's it's weird. I don't know. Like, so you go to something like Borderlands and. You know, like it, like I'm totally fine with having crazy guns and whatever. And I was actually, I was perfectly fine with it in Odyssey, even though Assassin's Creed had never really had it before Origins. The loot in Odyssey didn't didn't bother me. Like I felt like it worked pretty well. Um, and also, you've got like you've got space magic in Odyssey. You've got aliens and and weird shit. So it's like the fact that there's this club that is on fire. You know. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. That happened. That's accurate. So, At some point, you fight a Minotaur and a Cyclops for that kind of uh-huh. thing, I'm sure, so it's it's yep. fine. Yep, yep. So so all of that was that was cool. And anyway, are, isn't she using, like, um, Achilles' spear or... Uh, Leonidas' spear. Leonidas' spear, there mm-hmm. you go. Yep. Uh, she is, and that is a... Uh, forerunner artifact or what, whatever the, the the alien race is that created humans. Um, forerunners are Halo, I know, but I honestly I've it all I, goes together. I pay no attention to the stuff in Assassin's Creed. Um, the Protheans. Protheans, that's right. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's like one of those artifacts, so it's magical, and there's a place that you take it to, and it gets upgraded, and it's it's all super dumb but enjoyable. Uh, Speaking of things that are super dumb but enjoyable, Borderlands 3. See, there that's, we go. that's All the right. kind of transition that gets us cool. back on track. All right. So, I guess, broad strokes, how do you feel about... Or, no, first, what is your history with Borderlands, Brian? I have I have played all of them. I was going to say all the history? All of the history. Uh, I played... I did um, Borderlands 1 and 2, uh, kind of co-op with uh, an old work colleague of mine, um, we absolutely enjoyed the hell out of all of those. Um, I, th- I thought the the Border- Borderlands one was fantastic, and as a proof of concept of what they were trying to do, that you could take kind of Diablo style loot and and throw it into a shooter and actually have it do good things, mm-hmm. um, was excellent. And then I want to say it was like a year and a half, two years later, they roll out Borderlands two. They throw in a whole bunch of um. You know, like some quality of life upgrades and some new characters, and they kind of really lean hard into the memeish um, kind of culture and and comedy, and I think that worked out. Um, I wasn't so keen on Handsome Jack, but I'm I'm kind of in the minority in that one. But you know, whatever. Um, I got okay. the chance to yeah, exactly. I got the chance to review the pre sequel, which wasn't done by um, uh, Gearbox General, but it was done by I want to say it was like 2K Australia. Um, yes. And that was that was actually pretty good. Again, it was more handsome Jack, so whatever. Um, but them moving into the moon and um, kind of outside everything outside of the main characters, which were kind of lame, um, mm-hmm. it, it worked out pretty well. Um, and then you know we didn't hear from them for a while. Right? Did you play the uh, the Telltale Borderlands? No, game? I did not. And which which is super surprising given the fact that I played literally every other I, and like I have it so it's not that I <laughs> have like missed out on it or like have not bought it it is in my Steam library I have mm. just never gotten around to playing it and it's supposed to be fantastic that's what I've heard and one of the characters um, one of the main characters that you interact with is the main character in that in that game okay um, uh, 
I want to say his name is Reese, and he's the he's the current owner of the Atlas Corporation. Wow. Um, but he everywhere you go on Promethea, uh, you have to deal with Reese and his yeah, siege cool. mustache. That's cool that they they brought that back. Yes. Um, in fact, I mean, like, not to spoil anything, but to spoil something, something uh, there is a very good um, telltale joke in Borderlands Three regarding Reese. Ah, nice. Quick, it's it's a little quick pop up on the side of the screen, but it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Uh, so just randomly going back to the pre-sequel, uh, 2K Australia, they, they've kind of got gypped. Um, I feel sorry for that studio. They're, they're no longer in existence. They got, oh. uh, closed in 2015. Um, but they did the, the Freedom Force, uh, like isometric, uh, real-time RPG, uh, oh, okay, thing yeah. that was, you know, about fighting Nazis and stuff. Um, which I never played, but I just remember people saying was awesome. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, they worked on Tribes Vengeance, uh, which is the the last Tribes game that was made by Irrational. Which it's crazy to think that Irrational made Tribes, but they did. That was a uh, they had a you had a jetpack in Tribes, right? Uh, you had a jetpack and you had these like anti grab skis. Ah, so, yeah, so you, you could real fast. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you could uh, you could you could literally like boost up a um, a hill. And then in air, like, activate your anti-grav ski things. And then when you hit the other side of the hill, literally treat it like a mountain slope on skis. And you could just, like, dip, dodge, duck, dive, and weave and, and dodge. Uh, and it's, oh, man. I I never played the multiplayer game of that. I only ever, like, played the tutorial. But I thought it was just amazing. Uh, the movement in that is is something that really hasn't been matched in any other games. Uh, I don't know why there aren't anti-grav skis everywhere, but um, but yeah. So they made that. Then you know they did like support on Bioshock. Then they're the ones that made Bioshock Two, and they're the ones that gave us um, Fulbright and the Bioshock Minerva's Den stuff. They did support on Bioshock Infinite. Then they got let loose on their own to make. Um, the XCOM first-person shooter game, oh, which wow. I have to imagine, um, I have to imagine that game just had a whole bunch of studio like interference, like publisher interference, because eventually it became a third-person like tactical like shooter, like hype, like more of a hybrid. Not the first trailers for the Bureau was a very oh, Bioshock than what it turned into. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and then they made uh. Borderlands the pre-sequel so they've been like super sporadic in tone and everything and the things that they've made uh, and then they were closed yeah that's a so, yeah that is a wildly like from having to go to uh, to to wildly different themes and and jumping off points for each one of their games to, to kind of pick up the pieces from where others have left it that's real mm-hmm. nuts yeah it's uh it's unfortunate but uh, but they did a good job I really I liked um, I, I for what it is, I liked the game of uh, Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Like the the game portion of that, the, the jumping around on the moon and the mm. anti-gravity and having to like use the like they, it gave you this real like you had a very, you had a kind of loping run, which was kind of neat. Okay, and the jumping was really something special because they they. They simulated this lesser gravity, and actually, it happens once in a in Borderlands Three. You end up going onto a an asteroid that's being mined, 
And so you are jumping, and it's got the same that same kind of loping physics, and that that oh, turns nice. out, to, yeah, that feels real nice and real cool, compared with the uh, like the new mantling and stuff that they put in the game. Mm-hmm. So it, it works out. They put yeah for the first time you get mantling in Borderlands Three. So there are some like minor, um, uh, uh pr- platforming puzzles. Oh, which actually don't feel as bad because you know you you don't have to like figure out where you're jumping in first person, you just kind of jump towards something and your your dude grabs on as long as, like, it's above your waist. Mm. It's kind of nice. Neat. Yeah. Very cool. So, I guess, you know, in, in the world that we're in, 2019, so many of these types of games, it's been a long time since the, you know, the last numbered sequel was out. Well, actually, so, first, uh, I, I'm going to ask you about Borderlands, uh, but... Just a quick thing in in my research that I'm doing right now as we're talking. <laughs> Real time research. Yes, 2K Marin is the 2K studio that was the lead on Bioshock 2 and the Bureau um, XCOM Declassified. Uh, 2K Australia was just support on that. Oh, okay. Uh, so two, so Australia did a whole bunch of um, support on things, and it looks like they only got to kind of you know lead the charge on on a couple but uh but yeah so just so that if somebody listens to this and like that's bullshit that was 2k marin it's like i i realized we i'm sorry it. calm down fixed it um, in post but anyway so that's uh rewind back so uh 2019 there's a whole bunch of uh schluters out there <laughs> god that just feels gross to say yeah, it does yeah, yeah it does feels like i've got like too much phlegm or something bad bad uh, feel <laughs> it's like uh it's going just full giant bomb it's banana mouth yeah oh yeah uh it's the word form of banana mouth um but uh so how was borderlands 3 in being the first numbered sequel in like eight years or seven years or however long it's been and how is it in light of all of the other games that have been inspired by it uh well it's it's more borderlands um, which I mean, I, I, at this point, you you know whether or not that is something that appeals to you. Um, it, they've the writing's not great. Um, it's not. <laughs> I don't think it's as ter- I don't think it's as terrible as uh, as some people do. Um, like I'm not like actively turning off the sound or playing it on mute or or doing anything like that. But I mean, you know, it, it's Borderlands. It's more fun when you play with people and you're not exactly paying attention. Exactly. Yes. Technically, I mean the the shooting is is uh, fine. Um, the guns are a little different. By way, I mean they put a more emphasis on the uh, individual manufacturers um, mm. and what those spe- guns specifically do, um, so that you kind of get a feel for not only what you like but like how the gunplay works depending upon what you are using, and that really. That didn't make a whole lot of difference in the previous builds. Um, like you know, you had you had your stuff where like tor guns would fire explosive ammunition or rockets, so you knew that going into it. But you also didn't know like how just based off of the numbers, you would kind of get an idea of how it felt. But you wouldn't really wouldn't do that until you started shooting it and started using it. Um, and they, uh, this is. Like, you know, you've got your weirder guns like your TDRs and stuff where you, if you throw the gun, that, you know, it'll uh, attach to things and become a, 
uh, turret or it'll start walking and shooting or um, I had one where I would throw it and it would just bounce and as it bounced it would fire off in random directions and hit anything around it. Hmm. So I mean there's there's still a lot of personality there's still a lot of personality in the actual like in the legendary weapons and um, and that kind of stuff so there's there's still some cool stuff out there. Um, I found this one like it was a it was a Jacob's pistol, so the Jacob's stuff is all it's it's kind of um anything with like a hammer and it fires one bullet at a time every time you press the trigger, but you could shoot it most of them you could shoot about as fast as you could press the trigger, so especially some of the handguns you can get that where you're almost emptying the entire clip all at once wow. um yeah it's 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 pretty neat uh but there was so uh there was one particular handgun I got that was legendary that. Um, if I hit, if I got a critical hit with it, it would return that bullet back to the magazine. Um, so depending upon what you're fighting and, you know, you, you switch off to that, that gun and suddenly you're not having to reload because every, every shot you take is just going right back in. Nice. Um, some of them have real cool and wild, like reload animations. Um, there was this, uh, there was another, it was another Jacob's, uh, pistol, um, that had a very almost like a, like gunslinger animation because he would flip the uh, the circular, I guess the, I forget what the term for it, but wherever you 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 actually holds the bullets in like a revolver. Okay. It would he would flip that he would flip that out, push the point the gun up so that um uh, the 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 actual spent casings would fall out, and okay. then he would and then the the character flips the gun so that it's pointing down. And there are, and as it's pointing down, he's got the, on the side of the gun, it's got like a row of like another six or seven bullets. And so as it's, as he's put flipping it down, uh, the per, the finger from the other hand is flipping those bullets up. And then the, with the circle parts still out, all of them land where they're supposed to. And he closes it and then you go back to firing. And I was, <laughs> and it, the, and it happens in like about a second and a half. So all you see is this waterfall of bullets falling, and then the gun falling, and the bullets coming up and going right where they're supposed to, and you're back to shooting. And I was like, that is the flipping coolest animation I have seen in this game. Nice. Yeah. The real, just, uh, they, they've they taken their time with some of this. It's neat. Um, but yeah, as far as, like, as far as the, the looting and shooting aspect of it, especially when compared to other stuff, I still think, like... Borderlands knows what it does, and I think in a in a there's some comfort to be taken in that. In that, you know, you I, I want to say the first one almost coined the term like loot pinata. It all started um, with Diablo and how you would kill things and loot would fall out of that stuff. Um, right. And so you'd you there there you know you'd just kill big enemies and you'd get this kind of like little loot explosion. Um, but there's just some there's some real there's some real craziness that happens when you kill things in in Borderlands Three and depending upon how it dies I mean there's especially a lot of the bigger bosses there's you know there are some that like stream loot out of it uh, there's some where loot just pops and uh, like almost as high as you can see and then it falls down on you know in a circle all around it um, it's it's like ridiculous fishing almost oh absolutely <laughs> yeah. Where you're just like like killing all the fish in the air as you're throwing them up, um, mm. it's it's still it's super neat. There's nice. yeah they do and they do a good job of, I think especially um, when you take some of the other 
newer games that have adopted this to kind of give variety to what you're using, what you're shooting. Um, so you have your, your destiny, um, destiny, destiny drops all come out like, um, different colored, uh, orbs. They have different shapes on them. Um, and so what, so what'll happen is you'll get some of those translate directly. So the, like the lower rarity stuff translates directly into loot that falls into your, um, that you just collect off the ground. Um, but the more, the super, the rarer stuff, the purple stuff, um, those stay in its orb shape and you collect those and then you have to take them back to the kind of the home base and you hand them their engrams and you have to hand them to the engram master and he, he translates what it is and then gives you the gun that it belongs to. So it kind of, it almost touches that whole kind of loot box thing where this could be anything. Um, hmm. But it, it it they all sit, but it sits in its particular slot, so you know whether or not it's a like you kind of got an engram for um, for like a main gun or for a piece of armor or something like that. Uh, so, but they, there's that's cool because you see that stuff pop and your your eye immediately goes to it and it is a kind of a big purple blob or a big blue blob, so you you know where you're going and what you're getting. Or as far as, like, that stuff. And when, like, you get a weird, you know, like, an exotic drops, it's got that real orange sparkle and kind of pop that happens. Okay. Um, so that's good as far as drawing, like, your eye to it. It doesn't have quite the, you know, you're, you're not, if you're just looking at it, you don't quite know what it is until you pick it up. And even then, depending upon what it is, you only get a vague idea. But there's, there's, you can tell that some thought was put into that. Um, and then you get a weird, and then you get a thing like Anthem. In which, at some points, it feels like no thought was put into any of that. Uh, because they drop little um, triangles. Um, <laughs> like, little colored triangles in the same way mm-hmm. that um, Destiny drops the Engram. So they drop these triangles, except you don't know what you get until you go back to the base with everything. What? So, yeah, so you have an inventory of, like, maybe 30 items or, or things that you can collect... And you can't actually look at that to find out what you have or drop anything extra until you get back to base. Or at least this is how it worked when I played it when it first came out. Uh, They might have changed that by now, so I might be giving bad information. But I always thought that was the dumbest thing possible for something that you you can't switch out loot unless you're at home. Um, Yeah, dumbest thing is a pretty tall order. (laughs) Maybe not dumbest but really really close really, yeah. <laughs> i it, it it makes like honestly like now i want to say that i've seen pictures where you still get the you kind of get the color pops um so there is there are exotics and stuff that drop there they're they they're, they're it's their form of legendary that are orange and and uh you know they shine and everything uh when you pick them up but again i don't think you actually figure out what you get until you go back and that's that's a bad that's just a bad look um, yeah, that's because I mean, the whole thing about so, like, uh, on one hand, on the one hand, I understand maybe the the desire to not just have you constantly managing your inventory, yeah, uh, because you get something new and better, and so, like, you play for five seconds, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna swap this out. Uh, that's actually, um, I, I enjoyed the first. Uh, Shadow Warder game. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a very Doom-esque kind of thing, but you have a sword. Uh, it's pretty cool. I I picked up Shadow Warrior 2 when it was on sale, and that is actually also a 
looter shooter thing where you're you know, just <laughs> dropping loot all over the place. Um, but you're literally getting so much that like you have to go in and like swap out things like every two or three minutes. Like it's it's not every few seconds, but it is it's a on lot. the regular. Wow. And I got so tired of that. Like it literally is the amount of loot that you get that made me stop playing that game. Wow. Um And so on the one hand, I can kind of understand maybe what they were going for, but at the same time the whole draw, or maybe not the whole draw, but one of the main draws of this game is killing things getting something better so that you can kill harder enemies so that you can get something better. Like that is, that's the loop. That's the looter shooter loop or something. Um, and so to just like totally not nerf that, but make that really difficult. That's yeah. Real it's, dumb. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. Um, it, but the, but something else going in its favor that, that what, that's something Borderlands doesn't have is if, um, while they're, they're obviously their loot tree is not as large or as diverse as something like Borderlands. Um, but if you get something that you don't want, you could break it down into component parts and True. you could use those parts to build something, uh, maybe not better, but at least something equivalent. Um, and that's that I think as, and you could do the same thing in, um, you do the same thing in destiny where you can break stuff down into parts and eventually use those parts to like improve or upgrade other weapons that you have. Yeah. Um, and you do the same thing in the division. Uh, division yeah. two is probably the closest to. I, w- I wouldn't say definitely not a perfect system, um, but it, it, it's it, you know you see what you get, you, know, you see what what drops you get. You can switch them out immediately if you want to. Uh, mm-hmm. You can also not worry about that until you get back to your base if you're comfortable with what you have, um, and you could break all that stuff down into components. Uh, that you could use in the in crafting to get something uh, more specific to your style, um, which is really good, and that's something that like that Borderlands does not have, and I think that this far removed from Borderlands Two and Borderlands the pre sequel, um, I I don't know if it's something they considered or they didn't, um, or something that they that never really came up in their like design sessions. I mean, who knows what did. But like you, you can't do if you get a if you pick up a weapon, um, you cannot you can either use it or you can sell it and you can do nothing else with it. It, it is a that that's that's kind of it. Um, yeah. So now that money goes to um, what they call SDUs, which it, it's how you expand your um, your backpack size or you expand the amount of bullets you can carry for a particular type of weapon or you expand your back your bank space. Um, like that kind of stuff, and that gets really expensive um, because it 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 rises in price exponentially until you hit. Um, I want to say it's like all nine upgrades. Um, so like you go, and I want to say it's in it's like in powers of three. So the first one is first one is a yeah. thousand, then it's three thousand, then nine thousand, twenty seven thousand, eighty one thousand. So it does that. Um, so it gets real expensive real quick to kind of boost your stuff out. So I I can understand needing the money to go into that system. That's what you have worked. Uh, but once you have unlocked all those things, which eventually, I mean, you know, if you keep playing this and you're, you're getting into the, what, what is basically termed the end game portion of this, which is like basically multiplayer with the mayhem levels on, which add different, um, almost, uh, affixes and suffixes to 
what you're playing so that you it, it like you know some some things you will have better bullet damage uh sometimes you jump into the game and anything your elemental fire weapons don't work or you know they they have their damage reduced to like reduced by 90%. So you kind of have to adjust to what that is, but it ups the level of loot and the loot percentages that you get. Um so it's a the Diablo 3 does a similar thing now with what they call um I want to say it's like tyrant levels where you get further and further in you make the game more and more difficult, but the stuff that drops the 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 rarity of it improves. So that's supposed to kind of even out what you're getting and what you're going after. Um, okay. So no matter what happens, no matter what you get, it is either you you could save it for you could throw it in your bank and save it for another you know for maybe another character that you roll, or you could sell them, or you could sell them, and that's I mean that's pretty much it. Yeah. You're not doing anything else with it, and it makes it turns the um the kind of process of getting loot into especially in the early levels when you uh don't have like kind of the the inventory space to do much with it turns it into You've a got very like 12 slots yeah or exactly it turns it into a very plus or minus like is this worth me pick is this white thing worth picking up right now can i get back to a vending machine to sell, sell this in time right. no okay well i got to leave this here and that doesn't feel good no. Um, later on, that is super mitigated by um, the, the amount of backpack space that you could have. I want to say, like, right, I I don't even have the top one, and I want to say right now I'm at, like, 30-something spaces. Okay. Um, and that's good. I'm not, like, I'm, I I feel confident now that I can pick stuff up and get make it to a, make it back to a, um, a vending machine, which, honestly, they just need to put more of. Which, honest, to, to its credit, <clears throat> I've only played a little bit of Borderlands... Two, um, I when they announced three, I think I'd gotten a copy of two on a humble bundle thing or something. Started just kind of playing that, and uh, I noticed it felt like vending machines were really far apart. And so I remember, and you know, this is like super early game, um, but one of the ice areas that you go to, um, it's this little like pirate cove thing yes and i would literally get like halfway through and, and have to up. run back yep to the beginning of that level to sell stuff and then run back through and then like enemies are respawning and it's just like it feels like you can't even finish anything because you're running out of stuff so quickly it does feel like there's at least more places in the early game the, uh, of three compared to two, yeah. So that's that's at least there's better. there's slightly more uh, places. They're in better spots, um, mm. for sure. But also, um, the fast travel system is super improved in this game mm. to where you do not need to go to a a fast travel um, point in order to okay. use the fast travel system. You could fast travel back to anything or fast travel to whatever vehicle you have available um, from the main map screen. Gotcha. Uh, so you know, like when you get, especially if you're in the open world and you get filled up, it is really easy to get back to where you need to be. Um, it just stinks when you are like deep into like one of the mission areas and are like, mm. okay, do I give up this progress I made with all the enemies I killed to go back and sell this stuff, or do I push ahead? Maybe there's something coming up a little farther. Um, and there's no, there's no way to kind of do that math right. Uh, mm -hmm. It feels bad to have to do that. And I guess, like, 
I guess that's part of the loop where they do want you to not carry everything. And, I mean, you can't just make it like a... Well, even that kind of had an, endur- uh, an endurance thing. But Skyrim, you know, if you wanted to carry stuff, yeah. you just carried stuff. Right. Um, and if you were over-encumbered, you couldn't fast travel, but it would never stop you from getting somewhere. Right. Which So I understand, <clears throat> just going to that, like, I understand stopping you from maybe being able to run. Yeah. But stop you from being able to fast travel. Yeah. Like, that's, that yeah. that's real stupid. It is. I agree. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it is weird that the game doesn't have a, like, way to break down stuff. Because actually, when I was playing Borderlands 2, I remember talking to you and being like, okay, really the only thing that I want from Borderlands 3 is the ability to break down weapons. Yeah. And that was, like, the first question I asked you when I found out you were playing it. It was like, is this in there? And you're like, nope. Nope. It's like, the hell, man? Because, yeah, like, this is the perfect game where, like, you know, in, in my head, everything goes back to usually Mass Effect in some way. And in Mass Effect 1, you could break everything down into Omnigel. And Omnigel was really only used in a couple of different situations. Yeah. Instead of using, like, the hacking minigame or something, you could just use Omnigel and it would, you know open a door or unlock a chest or whatever the case was. Um, but, you know, like you don't, you don't even have to break down the, uh, the stuff into individual parts. If they don't want to do the whole, uh, you know, the very specific, like you're turning it into this type of metal oh, and totally. these type of components, like you can, you could literally in this game and only this game, you could break it down into gun goo. And then you literally just pour gun goo on your guns, and it raises the level of the gun. Yeah, you could do that. I mean, or you could, like, right now that's, they have, there's this it. secondary kind of currency in the game outside of the money that's uh, Iridium. Um, that you, you turn, yeah, yeah, you turn that in for, they have two different spots to use that. And one is for um, kind of the various, not collectibles, but they're the various looks that your character can get. Um, mm-hmm. and, and different, like, little tchotchkes and stuff that you can put in your room and things like that. Uh, but the, the other thing you could do is there is a, there is an Iridium, uh, gun vendor. Gun. Yeah, yeah. There, there's an Iridium, you know, like, there's a vendor box, um, at the bottom of the sanctuary ship. And if you turn, you know, if, hey, I don't want this gun, I want to turn it into one or two pieces of Iridium, eventually I could use that to find yeah. a better gun in this gun vendor. Um, so, I mean, even if it was something like that, where it's like, okay, I don't have to use mo- I don't need money anymore. I just want to turn it into this. I yeah. think that would be an acceptable alternative too, but you know, we're not there. Yeah. I mean, personally, I really like my gun goo idea, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. <laughs> but I'm just saying if they wanted to do something that was in the game already, I, right. I think the gun goo's, you know, that's fine. Eventually you'd have to have like diminishing returns on that. Cause you don't want to oh, be sure. using like the one white gun you found. Just because you like the way it reloads all the way until you're level 50. But, I mean, if at the same time, though, if you wanted to just... If you found guns you really like and you just wanted to upgrade them... Or... Okay, wait a minute. Better idea. Okay. This comes straight from Darksiders 2. Another thing that I point back to on, like, everything. Uh, Darksiders, Mass Effect, The Witcher... uh, I mean, they're just staples and, and things that you should pay attention to. They did things right. Um... But uh, in Darksiders 2, you had demonic weapons. Yes. And you could literally feed your other weapons to the demonic weapon. And depending on their attributes, you would get, after you fed it, I think you could level it up five times. Uh Uh-huh. And at the end, 
once you filled up a bar, you would get to choose between like three or four different attributes, whether, you know, and it was, I think there was randomness applied to it, but also the abilities of the other weapons affected kind of what yes, your what new up. ability was. So, yep. so if you gave it all weapons that, uh, you know, affected health or something, then you might have a thing where, you know, it gives it like a vampire ability where when you attack something, it adds to the, uh, you know, it, it gives you health. Um, I specifically and, beat that game oh, with a frozen life stealing pair of scythes um, mm. that I was, I was untouchable because I would do Hey, uh, death had a crazy like whirlwind spin attack thing, a vertical spin attack that you could do after a couple button yes. presses, mm-hmm. and that would because of the way the weapon worked, that would almost immediately freeze whatever enemy I was fighting, and then I could never be taken down because I would get all all the any life back that I had used up in that process, and it was <laughs> it was perfect and wonderful, and I remember s- specifically. I want to say it was the second... That was one of the only games that I ever bought the uh, Season Pass for. Mm -hmm. And the second DLC uh, broke something with the weapon, with that particular weapon. So I had to go into one of the boss fights with another weapon, which was still... It still was ridiculously easy. But I, I remember going on Twitter at that point and going, okay, this is totally bullshit. I should... This should not be happening. Um, I should not have like died the number of times I died to this because this is clearly a bug, and it was. I got a response back that was like, "No, it's a bug. We're working on it." Uh, but it was, you know, that's garbage, and I kind of that that soured me to that particular extra stuff. Yeah, yeah. On top of that, the the DLC for that game was not great at all. No, but the no, the, the main game of that was fantastic. It was, it was um, absolutely. Um, but yeah, and then and you can even. By doing a very similar thing, um, I, I don't know if you, oh, feed you make guns it a, into other guns. Yeah, yeah, feed guns into other guns, and then you you have a cap to it that stops you from just pouring gun goo on a gun uh, infinitely and keeping that gun forever. Because after five levels, you can't upgrade it anymore. That's what the, but, um, Destiny does something similar with their um, okay. with their upgrade system, uh, where uh, it takes um, in order to not only so you can basically feed guns into other guns. Uh, to Excellent. make to raise the power level of the gun that you are using, um, but what it also does, like it keeps all the stats for the gun. The only thing it does is raise the power level up. So you're basically just just feeding it raw raw power. Uh, but it also requires a number of um like components that you get by breaking down other kinds of weapons. So you are you're not. There's no hard cap to the amount of times you could feed a gun into that gun. As long as you have more powerful guns, you can keep making what you like more powerful. Uh, okay. But it does, in needing that, the specific components in order to activate that feeding process, it does kind of limit that. bigger and bigger. Yeah, exactly. It, well, it, those components don't, but some of them are like, you know, like rare things that you have to find. So oh, okay, gotcha. You might have to go out specifically and be like, okay, I definitely want to use, I want to feed this to this, but I need to go find one of these, or I need one of these to drop, or I need mm. to do a specific mission to get this as a reward um, in, yes. order to, in order to actually use that process. So they kind of temper it that way. Yeah. So, so yeah, that Gearbox, uh, I mean, obviously they're listening. So we oh, gave yeah, you totally. like three ideas yep. right here. Any of those. Uh, you can do any of effective. them, and it would, would help yeah. a lot. Um, 
But that also, it needs to be something that is early game, like not something you have to unlock at the end. Because, especially in the early game, that's when it's the worst, when you can't... Like, I, I've only played this game for a couple of hours. Most of my time has been spent uh, playing with you or another friend I, I played on, on Xbox with. And, yeah, like, just a few hours in, I'm already, like, at a cap of, like, okay, if, if this gun is worth less than, like, 150 bucks, like, I just can't pick it up because I'm just going to run out of space way too quickly. And I keep having to, like, up that level of what, like, my standard is at a really regular basis. <laughs> uh, and even, like, uh, we played the other day, and I had gotten through a boss fight, and there were literally, just from the boss fight, there were too many guns to pick up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had to, I ran, sold those guns, and then ran back through to where the boss was to pick up the rest of the guns, which, like, half of them had actually disappeared by then, which was unfortunate. But, um, but yeah, it's like, it's just, like, just give me a way to manage my inventory that's not crap. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, 100%. That's, that's all I really want. So besides that quality of life, uh, you've mentioned mantling. I know there's sliding. Is there anything else that feels like, oh, this is a good improvement over the previous Borderlands games? Uh, it moves a little faster. I think the shooting's a little snappier. Mm-hmm. Um, that the, you can, this is both a good and a bad thing. Uh, the good part of this is, like, you can, while you are just, you know, kind of running around the world, um, you can left or right on the D-pad to change what quest you're working on. And the uh, the marker changes, you know, so that they, your GPS updates. Um, what is the bad part about this is that their map system still is kind of terrible. Um, so if you go to the map itself... It will show you, you know, you can kind of look at it and move around and it'll show you where your current quest objective is, but you cannot change quests on the map system. So it it does the thing where you have to go out, change the quest, and then come back into it and look and see so that you can't, like, if you want to see if certain quests line up with where they are, good luck. It's sure. a real, it's it's kind of a real bad, bad map situation. Um, the, the mini map is, you know, the mini map works out fine. It's improved. There are cool, they call them like crew challenges, which I think is a, a really bad name for them. But there are things that out in the environment that you can find, like, um, uh, Claptrap, what well, Claptrap has his little hole, hidey hole on the sanctuary ship. And he has a, another Claptrap that he is collecting parts for to build so he can have a friend. Because mm-hmm. Claptrap's whole relation, whole, whole existence is being like this egotistical little robot who is actually just super lonely. <laughs> um, so he is both hilarious and sad at the same time, and a lot of times it's kind of overbearing. Um, it does it does not always work, but I think that's kind of Claptrap in general, and the fact that he just doesn't always work and is just kind of he is Borderlands. Uh, so you take it or leave it as you come, but you're collecting little like claptrap parts for him. Um, there are these um, audio logs that you could find from the very first Vault Hunter, um, Typhon Delion, and he's he's just this like goofy, goofy little dude who's got a silly voice. And you're like, this guy was a Vault Hunter, and yeah, he he kind of did his thing and <laughs> tells you these stories about um, like people that he adventured with and how this one guy was like his main rival and wanted to kill him the whole time, but they went and they found vaults together and they had this like weird little relationship with each other. Um, 
there are uh, Moxie um, has you finding uh, and turning off like little propaganda stations for the cult of the the children of the vault. I just it, it's just weird things that just reasons to kind of go around the map and make sure that you've seen everything because those don't pick up until you've actually kind of like filled out that portion of the map that you're in. Um, and then you could go find those. And every so often, you know, like supposedly there are, uh, you get like little prizes if you do all of them. I have not done all of them for everything yet, but that's one of the things that I'm working on in like true vault hunter mode, which is their kind of like secondary difficulty level that ups the level of stuff and, and ups also ups the, the loot and rarity. Cause everything ups loot, loot and rarity. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, getting to 50, doing that stuff, finding a character you like, it's all it's all still Borderlands, and it's still, like, that part of the game is still good. Whether or not you get any traction out of the humor is super subjective. And it, like... <laughs> I, I I get, and I and I'm eventually I'm going to have to do this very shortly, and, and actually the review process itself, and writing that stuff up, and deciding how how that gets in there and like how that affects. And so from a critical standpoint, like there, there are not as many jokes that I think hit as there were in previous games, just based on what it is. But it's like, you know, is that kind of what they were going for? That's that to me feels like, especially at this point, that feels like borderlands where literally everything is thrown up against the wall and, you 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 take what you want out of it. You find what you want out of it. And you do what you want with it, and the rest of it, you just like loot you don't want, just kind of stays on the floor. <laughs> so, and I think that's probably the the best, most apt description I could possibly give it. You you take what you want from it, and there you just leave the rest. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what? Yeah. And like the they're so one of the another kind of thing that you talked about or that was talked about but another the thing that I was just reminded of is on the on your like kind of home base ship um and one of the things that you can unlock in the SDUs is a lost loot machine and mm-hmm. so anything above I want to say it is uh rare which is the blue rarity um if you leave it behind and it disappears if you have enough slots it ends up back on the ship in this lot loose machine so you end nice. up going, yeah, you go up to it, you hit a button, and it just kind of spits out everything you've forgotten that was important onto the floor. So I think, you know, like that, it, it's a, it, if you don't have enough space and you're like, oh no, this is rare, I want to hold it, and you've got enough, like, spots there, you know, just leave it, it'll come back. Um, and it's it's also popped out, like, there were things that, uh, every so often, there are places you can't go or there's you know like stuff will get stuck in places because this is a video game and it's not perfect um Mm -hmm. and so you will kill an enemy that is flying over a chasm and you will just watch all of its loot drop down into this hole and you're like well i ain't getting that but if there is something important it'll pop into this box now so that's kind of cool that is cool yeah just little you know the little things that are that are good yeah yeah but it's, it's very much a you know you take what you want out of it you put you put in as much time as you want to do this stuff, get what you want out of it, and then, you know, you leave the rest. If you're one of those people, like, um, some of the streamers I watch that can just, like, farm for specific items for hours out of the day, man, they get a ton of enjoyment out of this game, and that is fantastic, and that is super for them. And if, you know, if if the way you want to play this is you turn off all of the dialogue, and you just kind of roll around, and when a cutscene comes up, you go up and you make yourself a sandwich because you can't skip any of the cutscenes. Oh, like, God. what is going on? 
Yeah. Um, the, the, my, the, the best thing I have seen so far is going into true Vault Hunter mode, and it's it the, the very first thing was, hey, you've already done this first part, do you want to just skip that? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> because the very first time you are walking up to this, like, in the introductory sequence, and you're like, Claptrap's like, alright, it's stealth mode, and you have to watch his, like, dumb boxy ass like kind of scurry along the floor and pretend he's a spy. That's funny. The third, fourth time you're doing that because you wanted to start a new character to see what they were like, and you're like, holy crap, I gotta sit through this again. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, like, any of the cutscenes, you cannot, you can't skip past those. That's insane. Yeah, it's, it, it's a really, really weird thing. I've actually, it's, it's weird. It's a, you know, I've, I've played a couple hours with you, and um, previously I've never played any Borderlands multiplayer. I've always just tried to play them like single-player shooters. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's Borderlands 2 or if it's just playing it with somebody else, but my experience so far with Borderlands 3 has been much, much it, better. It's absolutely, it's playing it with somebody else. Because I, I, um, I tend to be yeah. the, I tend to like these games kind of by myself too, because it just lets mm-hmm. me do what I want, and I, I tend to pick the the classes that have different ways of doing stuff by yourself so okay i apparently according to the internet i play the worst character which is zane um and it's not bad as in the character is bad it's bad as in he just doesn't have the apparently that they've had to do some buffs recently to him to to kind of balance stuff out but he just doesn't he wasn't generating the kind of damage that others were in the end game um and but i i i have a digi clone that i can pop up of myself so then there's two of me on the field and i can throw a barrier out instead of using grenades so I can protect myself, and I can move around the field, and I can do all kinds of things, which I like because that's that's kind of the way I play separately. But when you play with somebody else, like there is just there is like a there's not only a value to you having like a friend there with it, but it gives you somebody to talk to and something to do other than try to pay attention to like the world and the <laughs> the fact I think yeah, which it sounds terrible when you're like, but you're not paying attention to the game but you're like yeah but i'm not paying attention to the game and the the fact that i want to say like the devs kind of know this inherently and they lean into that um because they've made multiplayer super easy to get into the matchmaking works out really well um the uh the, the the fact that you can go in at any level and matchmake with anybody else and you get mm-hmm. all the perks like the increased money um uh, of being in someone else's game while yeah. everything is still at your level so you don't feel like you're not contributing at all um right. they have done a fantastic job with that system yeah i was uh that that's probably my favorite thing of of the new game yeah. as far as like a a modern so i mean like mantling is nice sliding is nice like i i never I I've never like done a slide in a game <laughs> at any point yeah. besides like to get below something that the game was telling me like you need to you get below this get low this, yeah. barrier. Yep. Um so like sliding I mean I guess it looks cool but it's I don't know. Uh mantling definitely nice. Uh but the biggest thing is like when I jumped in my first game with you I was level 1 mm-hmm. and um you were like level eight or nine or yeah. ten or something like that. It was still pretty early game. But I got up to, like, level five in an hour, um, and I was getting the money from your games. But at the same time, like, 
when I'm looking at an enemy, it's telling me it's a level two enemy, yep. and you're looking at it as a level ten enemy. And so, like, actually being able to participate, even though you had a head start, felt really good. Yeah. And then we were playing the other day, and you're like level fifty something, and I'm like level fifteen, and you know, again, I'm still able to help, but also like I'm going around picking up money, and instead of getting like twenty dollars, I'm getting like. Fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. There's like, this is awesome. <laughs> yep. One hundred percent. So yeah, that is um, that is probably my favorite like um, modern day like biggest improvement over yeah. over the previous games. And that's where that's that's it looks like that's where a lot of games are starting to go with that now, where to make it easier for people to play together instead of putting up those like artificial gates. I know with uh, Shadow Keep. Uh, Destiny is kind of leaning into that. They know where the fun of their game lies, and so they yeah. are kind of they are getting you to the point where you can start that end game stuff, like and make it not end game, make that the game, and make yeah. the other stuff like the campaign stuff that you can do by yourself or you could do with your friends and explore that. But that right. does that's not that's not the thing that you need to get through in order to get to your friends anymore. Yeah. Uh, I well, and that like when um. In a lot of the the expansions that they've done for Destiny, they've allowed you to use an item that just like puts yeah. you past the story and like gives makes you level thirty five or whatever. That's a completely arbitrary number. I have no idea what it is. Um, but like on the one hand, it's like, well, I would kind of like to experience that stuff. I don't want to just skip it to get to the new stuff. But at the same time, if my friends are only playing the new stuff then I guess I kind of have to if I'm coming to this thing late. But if, if you can balance it like this, where, you know, say you could, you know, jump into my game or I could jump into your game and uh, that progress can, can carry over and I can be useful in a late game as a low-level character and you can be useful in an early game instead of just killing everybody in my early game. Like, if you were just facing people that were your level, that would be awesome. Um I know as far and as, the uh, fact that uh-huh. Destiny is now coming to Steam because they they gave away Destiny two at some point I don't remember when I got a free copy of it it's the only reason I have a copy of uh, <laughs> but it's coming to Steam now so yep. instead of having literally no friends you have all your on friends. the platform yeah. I have all the friends so I could actually play Destiny two if I wanted to yeah <laughs> yeah we might have to we might have to do that I've got mine is going to transfer over because I had it on I reviewed that in the first expansion so I've got that on battle on BattleNet. Yeah. Um. And I, you know, I'm looking to Shadowkeep and see what it's got to offer because that, that is kind of the same thing that honestly, that's in the same place Borderlands is, and that the yeah. the story is not great. Um. But the stuff around that and the things you can do with people, if you have people to do them with, um, sure. it turn it turn it into a pretty a pretty decent game. Which is Absolutely. not something that you could say for for the spot that Anthem's in right now, but you know, I was just I was I'm trying to figure out how to, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to make a joke about Anthem. I was I was working on it, so that's uh, you did it. I think that is a good place to to end. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that does it for for this segment. Thank you, Brian, for for sitting down with me and chatting about Borderlands and. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I'm, I keep pausing, hoping that just like a brilliant name for this genre will just pop into my head, and it's it's not happening. It's all it's terrible but, uh, names for this genre. That it's all that yeah. exists. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so, I think looter shooter is the best. 
that we have right now. Yeah. And, I mean, and I guess Schluter it's better. Just makes you feel terrible. Uh, yeah, it does. But it's better than just calling it like a Borderlands like. You know, I mean, we oh, still haven't come better, up absolutely. with a name than Souls like or a, a Soulsborn. Yeah. Um, that's. But I, I also like that this that Ugh. this particular like section of the genre that we've moved beyond like Diablo like. Mm-hmm. Because that's like that. Even though that was the that kind of that was the game that that really brought this out, and that's the color scheme everybody still uses because that's what right. we're all comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's that that's still out there, and that's kind of still what we do. But um, I, I do like that this that they've kind of made their own little niche for themselves. And if you've liked, I think if you've liked past Borderlands, um, you would not be amiss in going after this one because it is it is an actual fun time. Um, just find your way to play. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, we'll be back in just a little bit to talk about more video game stuff. Well, that does it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. For more information about things we discussed, check out the description below on YouTube or in the show notes for this episode on darkstation.com. There you can also find the Darkcast Interviews podcast as well as video game reviews, previews, and features. Be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at darkstation underscore com, find us on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, and email us at podcasts at darkstation.com. For Brian Tyler, I'm Jonathan Miley. Thanks again, and until next time, have a good one.